Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the Purpose Place Podcast, Episode 2. So I wanted to give a little disclaimer. So this was the first episode where I had a co-host and we were not in the same place. So you will hear where we were having some technical difficulties with using um, the recording app that we use and just getting it together. However, the information that recorded was so vital that I did not want to not post this episode. I am giving you fair warning to bear with us. They are minor. um, They don't last long and you will still get a great, great, great understanding of what we're talking about, our conversation. So go ahead, pull out your journals, get ready to take your notes um, because you know here at The Purpose Place, we're going to be dropping you some knowledge. We're going to be helping you find your purpose and just helping you walk a better walk. So again, I apologize for any of the technical difficulties that you hear, but you're still going to get some quality, 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 quality words on today. Thank you again to Anthony, aka Young Ham, for being my first co-host. And here is the podcast. Hey. Hey, hey, how you doing? I am doing good. So I do first want to welcome everybody to my second episode of the Purpose Place podcast. Um, want to give a, a little introduction in case you did not listen to the first episode. My name is Simone Stott. I created this podcast to be like the stepping stone to the main goal, which is to create a um, community center on the south side, Clayton County, um, in Atlanta, Georgia. I have um, on the podcast with me today, Anthony, and I'm going to let him tell a little bit about himself, and then we're going to jump into the conversation from there. Hey, hey, how y'all doing out there? Um, I'm Anthony Snell, known as Young Ham. Uh, my social media is Young Ham Life because um, I actually am a search. Um, and just a little bit about me, I'm 35 years um, I... I set out on this journey um, as, you know, saying a life coach and, you know, it comes from a, a past that we all have. We all have a story. We all have a testimony. And, um, you know, I just wanted to, you know, help people through the struggles in life. So, you know, I came up on the south side of Atlanta, out here in Jonesboro, and I went to school, had some tragedies happen with my family. And, um, I went left. I went way out there. I was uh, drinking every day. Uh, I was drinking for 17 years, alcoholic, six, from age 16 to 33. So uh, my mentor, which is my pastor now, he introduced me back to Jesus, you know, the Bible. And uh, when he did that, um, I started I started to realize Jesus had already saved me. Jesus loved me, and that was my way out. That was my escape. So I started reading and praying every day. Uh, rededicated my life back to Jesus. Um, now, 
I'm here and doing what I knew I was placed to be here to do was uh, teach purpose. And um, that's kind of just to sum it up. That's what I do. Uh, I also got an organization called CNC Life. And Life stands for Leadership, Integrity, Finance, and Entrepreneurship. And uh, we uh, we partnership with, uh, with other organizations to... Uh, you know, provide an abundance of education, resources, uh, love, and respect, you know, to give back to our community and empower individuals in our community. So that's what I do. I kind of try to sum it up real quick, but, you know, we're going to get into more of it as we go. Oh, no, you did awesome. Let me tell you something. When I read your bio, because first let me say, because, of course, um, you all will know, we do not know each other. I literally, I don't even know how we became friends on Facebook. I know that um, I graduated from Jonesboro High School, so I'm sure we know some mutual people just because of the side of town that we're from. But um, I started seeing you on my timeline, I don't know when, but I, I just remember the um, like the type of words that you were putting out, the type of videos and stuff. It all resonated with me and who I was and the journey that I was on and where I was at um, in my life as well. I think that people have such a um, cookie cutter ideal of who the children of God are, what they look like, um, what they should or should not be doing. A lot of um, a lot of different things that sometimes people don't understand that when you're in not practicing religion, but when you're in real relationship with God, man, it doesn't matter where you came from, what you used to do, how you did it, man, he can take all of that stuff away and meet you right where you're at and really just blossom you and grow you and then and then it's ten toes down on the ground and you gotta be you gotta um pay it forward. Now you gotta tell the rest of the people about it. So that's what I love. Um that's the type of person that I am. That's that's where I'm at in my journey um so this season of my podcast um it's the first season so you all are going to be growing with me anthony is the very first co-host that i'll have all of my co-hosts will be different people um so first let me say thank you so much for being my first co-host i'm excited about the conversation we're going to have today um and so this season is about the foundation of purpose what are the key foundations to finding purpose and being successful? So what we're going to focus on today is kind of what we already started on is God. Um, and you can't start anything without God, especially not your purpose, because that is where that comes from. So a question that I have for you is, when do you feel like you found your purpose? Like, when did it click to you like, okay, this is my purpose. This is what I'm set here to do. Um, well, first, you know, just to, before I even, you know, found it, uh, just being out uh, in the world, I was a basketball player. I, I played basketball all my life. I love to play, but I knew I'll eat. But I just kind of lost the passion because I didn't just want to be famous for dribbling a ball, you know, uh, shooting. Mm. So 
uh, I always wanted to touch people's lives, but I didn't know how because first I needed to straighten myself out. So, I, but I, I always knew I, I know I was going to do that. Um, so it was kind of just from basketball and to the point, which was a couple months ago when God actually just told me. So I couldn't, I didn't hear, um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it cut out or what. I didn't hear anything. I just heard you say a couple months ago, what happened a couple months ago? All right. Is it? Do you yeah, know you're if fine mine? Yeah, you're fine now. Okay. So, I mean, a couple months ago, I didn't know. Uh, I just found out God just spoke to me and he told me my purpose is to teach purpose. Mm. Um, but before then, before then, it was just, uh, you know, me playing basketball. But just playing basketball wasn't good enough. Um, and then I started trying other stuff. I opened up a tattoo shop. I know I'm an entrepreneur at heart, so I knew I was going to do things of having my own business. But uh, just trying a lot of different things, but it wasn't fulfilling. So as I got deeper and deeper, reading my Bible and asking God for guidance, that's when he started to reveal things to me. And he just started, you know, I just started trusting him. He started sending me down these paths. But it was only actually a couple months ago when God was like, uh, he said it plain as day. Your purpose is to teach purpose. Listen, that that gives me chills, y'all. Like I, when I told you when I read your bio, I was just like, okay, Lord, I, I see what you're doing. So just to hear that, one thing that I picked up on is that we will never find, or is it safe to say, from what you're saying, you can't find purpose without God. Uh, definitely, no, you, you don't. You don't know your. You don't know your true purpose unless you tap in, and you uh, get get the real words from God. That's a hundred percent. I relate so much with you saying how you said you opened a tattoo shop. Let me tell you something. I like to be real, real and transparent. I have had so many entrepreneur endeavors. Man, I don't have enough finger or toes to count because I really have. <laughs> I knew. I knew, man, I come from entrepreneurs. My parents have had their own business since I've been alive. And I've mm. never seen, my mom worked one job my entire life, and that's it. Um, and that's only because my dad was in prison at the time. But other than that, nothing. I've never seen them work jobs. So I've always been like that. I've always been, the, I ain't working on nine to five. But God had to come in and do the same thing. I kept praying. I was like, God, you've always made me this motivator, this encourager. Um, I've been that to my friends, to my family, to anyone I meet. I don't know a stranger. I've always been that purpose. So I felt um, that I've always been that person. So I've always felt like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be on stage doing these sold out shows, like motivating people and doing all that. And God had to humble your girl. He was like, man, if you don't sit down somewhere and get yourself together, before I do anything with what I put you here to do, absolutely what you said, you have to get yourself together first because um, though we will never be perfect, absolutely will not be perfect. God will continue to work on us, but God needs us at a certain point in our own personal lives before we can start affecting and touching the lives of others. 
So there's certain things that he has to bring us to um, before we can be something for somebody else. And um, he made me realize that purpose in, is in every interaction. It doesn't have to be on a grand scale because those little bitty interactions, they add up to huge numbers. And it made me realize that my purpose is in every person that I talk to. Um, and my purpose is to motivate and to help others be the best that they can be. That's always been who I am. But it's everyone. It's my family, my son, um, those around me, the random neighbor that I may see. It's, it's in those small interactions that bring the big ones. So um, one thing I took from what you said and what I've learned from my own journey is that, number one, you can't find your purpose without God. Um, number two, once he reveals you your purpose, start with yourself. Start working on yourself and building up yourself and looking at the areas that you know that you need to improve on because those very areas once you get them together, God going to help you help somebody else get that same area together in their life. Um, and that's just real. Um, now, you mentioned the drinking. I definitely did not drink um, every day, but I was a, wow, really liked to party. I, I was a, uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like, just like to go out, like to have a good time. Um, definitely drinking just for fun, like just, just for the fun of it. And it was just like the point that God had to show me, like, what's your purpose behind this? Like what you running from, um, what you doing with this drinking? Like what, what's the cause of it? What are you trying to cope with all the drinking, all the partying and not really focusing on the things that you need to focus on, which is why I put you here. So how hard was it? Or how did you get from the drinking every day to saying, I am no longer that person no more. This no longer fits my life. I am walking into who I'm supposed to really be. Can you hear me? hear me yeah i can hear you now i don't know if it's my headphones or i'm gonna stay off the headphones <laughs> that's fine go ahead but uh i'm the kind of person that uh i handle situations by myself uh so uh during that time when you know speaking to anybody uh if i got into a situation you know uh i'm trying to and what i mean by handle it uh i was you can say valid. I we we fought a lot. We fought a lot. We handle we handle stuff by ourselves. So once I got into a situation where I couldn't put my hands on somebody, or mm. um, I couldn't do it with the way I wanted to do it, because I would have I would have hurt somebody that you know would have it would affected my children. Right. I don't want nothing to nothing to hurt my children. Absolutely. So now my hands are tied, but I still feel this rage because I'm 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 drunk. I'm I'm on I'm, the alcohol is in my system. Right. So I'm sitting here like, 
I'm about to make a terrible decision. I'm tired. I'm drained. I'm exhausted. I'm done. Like I can't. I I'm ready to quit. So it's a combination of just being tired and exhausted and ready to quit, and a combination of I can't do it. Like I I, it, I it's out of my hands. So now what do I do? And that's when my uh, can I tell you another story? Mm-hmm. Tell me. I, all right, check this, check this. So the guy I'm about to tell you about, which is my mentor, the guy that baptized me on the video. Okay. That's my, that's my best We're gonna friend. We're going to talk about that later, too, but go ahead. Yeah, that's my best friend, Dad. So this is how crazy I was back in the day. First time I came over with my best friend's house, and his dad was over there. So I got dreads all the way down to, like, my chest, like, mid-chest. And I got a mouthful of gold tea. And I'm drunk. I'm super drunk. I used to be drunk everywhere I went. So when I left that day after I was over there for a while, that same guy, which is my best friend's dad, he told my best friend, he said, hey, he said, I don't know what's wrong with that guy you brought in my house. He said, but don't you ever bring him back over here. Now, this is a pastor, but... At the same time, pastors have feelings too, and they and they try to look out for their children. Right, absolutely. So he was looking out for his son, and he just seen the death and the black and the darkness in the place that I was in. Because you know, once you get in the spiritual realm, you can see these things. So he saw it all over me, and hey, don't you ever bring this guy back to my house. And the same guy that said that was the same guy that extended his hand to me. And was like, hey, I, I I see some stuff on you. Like, come to, come to this little service I got. I started going to the service. And this was to pick back up on my story, how I stopped drinking. Uh, he extended his hand to me. I started going to the service. He said, uh, I want you to start reading the Bible. And just start with like five minutes a day. So I started with five minutes a day. He said, you're not going to understand everything. Just ask ask God for understanding and wisdom as you're reading. And the more and more I read, the more and more God started giving me. Holy Spirit started to, you know, rise, grow. My spiritual side started to grow. And I tried. When you try from a, a carnal standpoint and you thinking that, you're handling life and you're doing it by yourself. So I try to stop drinking through self, self-will, self self-power, you know. Um, but I kept I kept failing. I kept relapsing. Um, but then when I kept reading and I kept, I understood that the Holy Spirit is what, uh, what gives us that power and gives us. So all the credit and the glory belongs to God for me not being an alcoholic anymore, you know. I didn't go to a rehab center. I drank every day. When the time I woke up, going to basketball practice in college, I'm drunk. The weight weight room, conditioning, I'm drunk. Classroom, I'm drunk. So you know what I did when it was nighttime, when it was time to go party. <laughs> Turned you know? it up a notch. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I just give all the praise and honor to God. Man, God know, is good. Staying consistent and, and reading and him giving me the the power and the and the diligence to to stick with him. Uh the Holy Spirit, understanding the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit working within me. Um, that's how I overcame being an alcoholic. 
Uh, is it still a struggle? Yes, it's definitely still a struggle. You know, you'll get, you'll be with your friends and they'll be celebrating their birthdays and they'll be pouring up. And you'll be sitting there thinking, hey, I can, I can handle one, but can you? You know, is it worth right. it? Is it worth it? That's, that's, man, that's an amazing thing. I think that, um, first, let me say congratulations because sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit on where we've come from to where we are now. It's definitely all God and we can't do anything without him. He heavily says when we are, when we are weak because we are human, so we're going to be weak plenty of times. He is strong. So whenever we do have those moments, and like you said, when you, you're in those vulnerable spots, you have to really be like, all right, Lord, I'm giving it to you because I might not have all the strength. But, man, that's that's an amazing testimony. Um, and I know, I, I know whoever you've already let it uh let know about it that it's changed them and whoever's gonna listen to this it's gonna change somebody's life um i can't speak for the person so i can only just give what i've seen from it i have i had a family member um that was addicted to drugs and same thing just decided enough is enough and um god i need your help and i'm serious about it and they've been clean almost 10 years and it's a beautiful thing like people don't understand the power of God man he sits high and looks low there is no one no one on this earth that can't get in 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 touch with God it's not a single person he is here for us all um so that testimony is is powerful I know that you're going to really change some life. I think what really, really resonates with me about you is that you are boldly talking about Christ and you don't fit the look, like, and the societal look, because I don't have a look for what God, God's children look like, but society wants you to look a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain way. You are a young black man with tattoos, with dreads and a full representative of Christ and how God can come in and fully change you and fully turn your life to something that it was not. And that is so powerful. Don't let anybody ever take that away from you Um, because God's going to use you in a mighty way because of that. He's going to put you in places that the most clean cut people could not go but you are going to reach the souls that God needs you to reach. Like it is a specific reason that you went through everything that you went through. It is, there are souls and lives attached to you waking up and becoming a better you. And I think that's just so, that's so beautiful. Like that's, that's what purpose is all about. Sometimes we really sit in our mess and be like, what is the, what's the purpose of this? Honestly, but the purpose is your purpose and your purpose is connected to the next person's purpose and so on and so forth because we really are all here to help each other along the way some in some way in some form in some fashion so you got past that and it's something that you know it walks with you daily but with God's help you're you're getting through that 
how did you said a couple months ago God spoke with you about teaching purpose so have you got to the point of how you're going to do it or what is that going to look like for you um because we're kind of in the same in the same thing for me I struggle I mean again I'll be transparent I struggle I was like Lord listen I have um I used to do events where I would bring like black businesses together and then I would kind of like give like a motivating speech in the beginning and in the end like it was just really dope just like different stuff like that I would put on different events for families um stuff like that just all trying to find a way to reach the people and help people and so when it came to where I was at in life now I'm just like God like I done did so much I don't know how to do this like I know you put this community center on my heart but I'm not sure how to get there I don't know how to get from A to Z and I got frustrated where I was just like I don't know what to do so I just really didn't do anything I was just spinning my wheels I had created um paid for uh so I created a website called the purpose place where I, I was going to start doing um group group mentoring and I mean that may still come but I was just like this doesn't feel right as far as like this being the right step I did a whole video for everything and I was just like this just doesn't feel right and I was like Lord I'm I feel like I'm spinning my wheels like I really need your help and I knew that my start was to get free information out to people have the hard conversations really um touch people how God put on my heart to touch people and I was just like well I don't know Lord what you want me to do and so I had um kind of went back and forth with the podcast idea but I was just like "Mm, I don't think that's for me and then I finally said you know what I'm gonna do this I'm gonna try it I'm gonna step full feet um two feet in and just two feet in and just do it and see what happens like and go from there and it's been it's been I don't know how to explain it because it's just like when I reach out to the certain people that I want to reach out all the feedback has been great and it's just I was like okay Lord maybe you just needed me to start and even though I can't see the I can't even see the second the second step I'm just at this little step I can't see none of the rest of the stairway I'm just gonna trust you and activate my faith so where are you at with how you feel like you're going to put out um, helping people find their purpose or however you feel like it's going to be tailored to what you're going to do? And I can't hear you again if you can if you're talking. Can you hear? Yep, I can hear you now. I might have to keep. I don't know, but um, I said first I want to um thank you as far as uh you know the kind words and, and the confirmation of what you said about you know me uh, being bold and, and and changing the views and the way you know people look at how it's a it's you know the the religious box they right. put in uh, Christianity. Um, I want to thank you for that. And then second, I want to say, uh, when you said you're, you're doing, 
you're going down the road you're going but you still that's just life um as you know god shines the light like right in front of us but we can't see the whole path um and if he did give us the whole path then we wouldn't go to god we'll just right right so you know that that's a part of trusting in god and uh i know there's something you know i just want to put it out there to the people that's a part of the process people you know when you when you don't you can't see that next step you're just gonna have to step on on a on a leap of faith on a, you better you know, say trust, it. trust in god um and to answer your question as far as me knowing uh about purpose and how um that's why i started the life coaching i was doing it for you know about a year and a half without realizing i was doing it uh, a lot of people reach out to me hey, hey how you change your life i see the path you're going down i like your videos so i'm talking to people i'm helping them out i'm i'm walking them through uh their lives and and then it hit me. I was like, I can be, a, I can be a life coach. So you know, I went and got my certification. Um, and as far as teaching purpose, I don't know exactly how it. it I don't think there's exact steps. Like, okay, I got to do step one, two, three, four. I think it's trusting in God. I think it's praying before each each uh, uh, meeting praying before each conversation with each person and asking the Holy Spirit to lead me in my words because really when you, when I'm teaching purpose just like you said in the beginning you can't you can't teach purpose and you can't reach purpose without God absolutely so my first thing you know I'm trying to see where they at with God what's their relationship uh, I don't force nothing, nothing upon anybody even if they say they don't believe in God I don't turn my back I don't close doors I keep talking to them, and I keep being that friend, and I keep loving them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, when the opportunity comes, and they, cause, cause it will change a person when everybody talks bad about them and knocks them and close the doors on them. But you got one person that just always there, always they show gonna, love, no matter what. They gonna want to know. How you doing this? Absolutely. And that's your opportunity. God, God, God showed me this. See, people want to knock Jesus and religious, you know, talking about the religion, but the religious people was the one that crucified him. You better say that. And then with Jesus, who who, who, who did Jesus sit at the table with? He sat at the table with the murderers and the thieves. You feel me? And he he put his life out here uh, for example. So, hey, I, I came up with the murderers and the thieves. I'm used to being around them, you know. So now that I'm, now that I'm going down a path of, of, you know, giving my life fully to Christ, what I look like turning my back on. Right, those, you know what I'm saying. Man, that's where you're gonna shine the brightest at. Exactly. So you know, just understanding and, and, and having appreciation of my past having appreciation of everything that I've been through, being grateful. You know, that's why I make them thankful videos, just being thankful and grateful that get you through your day. Um, it, it, it just gave me a better understanding. So as far as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight steps to teaching purpose, I don't know. I just know it has to go through 
introducing God into people's lives and getting them on that path. I had a uh, meeting the other day, and you know she knew God, and I just told her, I said, "This this just start with five minutes a day reading your Bible," you know. Yeah. And then we'll I keep praying, and then we'll get to her purpose later on. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you're, no, you're right. And I was asking for um, steps like that, but you answered that perfectly. Um, right like it's it's no there's no formula to it there's no exactly that even with um like me saying that this season of the podcast is about the foundation of like finding your purpose and success there's really no true formula you really hit that nail on the head it's it all start with god and it all ends with god and whatever happens in the middle of the in between that is specific to you as an individual and your walk with God and then he gonna help you figure out everything else um that was man you you said I knew I do know that even when you can't um see the step you still got a step but man that hit me um that was good for me because I'd be out overthinking the next step uh I'll be like Lord are you sure you can't just show me a little bit of the step before I step. That's me. So I definitely needed um, to hear that. And I think that's something that, that everybody has to remember. Man, you, faith without works is dead. So exactly what you said, even if you can't see the step, you got to step. You got For to sure. put one foot in front of the other. You got to be making some action because even if you're making the action in a direction that God is saying, okay, that's not what I wanted you to do. He knows that you're trying, so he's going to redirect you where he needs you to go. For sure. So it's the effort. You can't get nowhere in life without effort, without doing the work. You can't never skip the work. And a a lot of time in a society that we live in, um, people want to skip the work. Even with your relationship with God, you can't skip the work. You can't have a relationship with God if you're not putting on time in reading your word. If you're not putting on time in praying, spending time with God. You cannot skip the work. Every part of the process has to have the work. Um, and shoot, and sometimes the work is down right hard. That's a part of the process too. That's, that's, sure. just, that's just what it is. So as far as you just, you know, putting one step in front of the other and doing what you need to do, where do you feel like you want to be on your in your relationship with God what are some things that you feel like you want to work on or some things that you're working on as far as like okay I want to grow in that area with my relationship with God um one specific I um I think, well, I know now, because, you know, I had, like, okay, so I, I get in these, I get in these little situations and these ruts where, um, I think, hold up, hold up right quick, but, um, I get in these situations where I'll be in a, in a rut, so for, like, you know, two weeks or something, mm-hmm. and, Bible. 
If you're talking, I can't hear you. Yep. Uh, last thing I heard was you get in the rut for like two weeks where you can't read the Bible and then what? Okay, I see what it is. I wish I could turn it off. Okay, um, yeah, I get in the rut like two weeks and I can't read my Bible. And when I can't read my Bible, or you know what I'm saying, it's it's like a test for God. He's he's trying to see where you at and see if you're gonna, you know, start operating on your own and doing your own thing. So one of the things that I, I would say, I'm trying to put it in words, how, how I can get back, how I want to build a better relationship with God. It's more of a trust factor. Mm-hmm. And once I get, feel that, and I can't read, and I'm not in my spiritual high, yeah, I'm to meditate on his words and, and pray. And and have that trust for them as I go through these things. Because that's that's the times when I get the most uh when, when you you know when you when you get the, the a lot of tests of people coming at you trying you. Oh yes. I, I know what you're saying. So basically trusting God when you can't trace him. Because sometimes in the midst of what we're see, going through, we don't you see how easy you said God. that. Yeah. You see how easy you said that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know because I, you know how a lot of people do things in life because they're not, they're unaware. So right. I, I just I just became aware of it, and I just asked my guy who baptized me, my my mentor, I call him Pops. Uh, I just asked him. I said, "Well, when you can't read, like, what what do I do? Like, that's when I find myself, you know, the, the people coming at me saying, let 'Let's go, let's go to the bar.'" You know, mm-hmm. right, uh, right. So he said, he said this. He said, God is telling you, I've given you enough of my word. You don't need to put more on top of that. You're overflowing with my word. Go back and regurgitate and redigest mm-hmm. the words that you already read. Lean on it. I said, man. He told me that. I said, yeah, you, you just hit me with something. Then that was something new. So I just I just think it's uh when I'm in that situation, always keeping my mind focused on him and remembering it's not my through my power, it's through him. That's right. So I feel weak at those times and I'm like, I can't do this. So if somebody try me, I'm like, well, you know, I'm thinking about it. Right. Or I might I might fall victim, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Instead of saying, nah, and when I'm like what you said in the beginning, when I'm at my weakest, I'm at my strongest because the Holy Spirit is lives within me, right? He's there. Yep. That's where I I lose it. That's where I forget. Yep. You you said something there that's true because that's I think that's, I've struggled with that. I think that anybody who is a believer of Christ and walking this walk, that to trust God when you can't trace him, when you don't have the tears falling down your eyes because you feel his presence so heavy, when you're not in the word and the word speaks to you so clearly, you know it's God, 
yep. when, the, when you when it's just silent and you 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 don't feel him. You don't feel what you normally feel when you're in the highest moments of him. What do you do then? You trust God when you can't trace him. You have to you have to trust that he's the same God in your highest moments of feeling him. He's still there. He just sitting back a little bit watching and seeing what you're going to do. Are you going to use what I gave you? Because you're stronger than what you think you are. It's just like a parent. I watched my son um, as he grew and learned how to do different things. Skating, riding a bike, whatever. Sometimes I let him fall. It wasn't that I wasn't right there and I could have just caught him or helped him out. It's because I know that he's capable of falling and getting back up. And that he won't stay there. He won't just lay on the ground and stay there. He's not going to do that. Because I know I've taught him enough that falling is not being on the ground, doing something wrong. That's not your resting place. Not when you're my child and I'm a human. So just imagine what God is saying that that's not your resting place, Anthony. That's not your resting place, Simone. You're a child of God now. Get up. Yeah. And I I gave you enough to get up. Yeah, that was a that was a tough question too. You know, you had me you had me caught up on them. Like most of the time, most of the time I'd be on point, but like I I literally like just went through this like this week. Like if you if you would have hit me like two weeks ago, I would probably be like, uh, you you might have to catch me in a little bit because I ain't thinking straight right now. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people who are in uh you know, on, on platforms, you know, I'm not there yet, but, you know, I'm, I'm making my way there. I'll be there soon. A lot of people who have platforms, you know, a lot of people think that they don't go through these things, man. Shoot. Man, we Ooh. all go through them. Leaders, man. You got to pray for the leaders. You know, we go, We go through it. Them pastors, they go through it, you know. And Shoot. Those are the they, people that go through it the most. Exactly. And they pouring the people so much, but people mm-hmm. forget they pouring in them. You feel me? Absolutely. Man, you better say that. I um to who much is given, much is required. Man, and and see. that's uh that's serious. I used to be like, God, why do everybody come to me for everything? Like, hello, I'm a person. I need to go to people for stuff. I need people to pour into me. Um, again, that was my lesser self though. That was that was me trying to find a way to use the victim mentality instead of understanding who I was and God and what he made me and then also realizing that um, God expects us and that's one thing that you have to remember too Anthony as leaders as followers of Christ as people that God are putting in other people's lives to help them and shape them and mold them he uh, what we said earlier you you still got to start with you if you having a rough day are you having a day where you feel like, ooh, today is a little shaky. Focus the energy that you would normally focus on others on yourself. Like, oh, yeah, sure. you have to make sure self is good. Um, I just told someone the other day that the true quality of life is when people are getting your overflow because you have truly filled yourself up and the quality of your overflow is so good, they don't even realize that they're not even giving getting the parts of you that you filled yourself up with they just getting your overflow yeah. but it's because you're taking care of yourself you're doing what exactly. you need to do you resting when you need to rest you you staying away from things that you need to stay away from it's a very it's very important especially walking with Christ that 
that you understand to take care of you and whatever whatever that looks like because that's different for each person whatever that looks like that you're not you're not so tied into all of your titles or your positions or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you have to do on a day-to-day basis that you take that you are personal outside of that and that person needs healthy food that person needs exercise that person needs therapy that person needs to sit and talk with people and have people pour into them and love on them and take care of them um all of that and that's a shoe that's a part of the journey too taking care of yourself along the journey while you're doing the work for sure and um yeah i definitely agree with you on that and and the thing about me i can't tell nobody anything or you know flex like i know some if i don't so if i'm not doing it and a part of my job i'm a life coach this is what i tell people yeah so i definitely i had to learn that like as a youngin you know uh coming up pouring into uh, everybody and then not having enough for myself mm-hmm. and i was like while out when i when i first started the personal development and uh reading the books uh and and reading the bible and just realizing, like, when my phone rings, I don't have to answer it. Absolutely. When, when somebody texts me or something goes off on, on social media, I don't have to respond. Man. And it's like nothing it, It's nothing against them. I just have to take care of me before I can give them an a, a, a answer that is fulfilling, you know? Right. I might, I, I might not even answer your question the way you want me to answer because I don't have the energy to. That's man, you're right, and it's so, and all of that is okay. And what I realized along my journey, you know what that also does when you start to love yourself at a very high magnitude, without you even have to do it, it it cut away folks that you don't really need. It be- oh, hey, you just said something major. They major. understand, and it's perfectly, it's it's how it's supposed to be. When you love yourself at a high level, people who don't truly, genuinely love you just for you, they're going to be offended. They're not going to take it well. It's going to be misunderstandings. And you have to be okay with that and keep pushing. Hey, hey, look, you said you, uh, because I'm telling you, I didn't understand this. It's lonely at the top. It is. I didn't understand it, but like pastors and, and, and people like that, I, I can't imagine, like, because I'm not there yet. I'm just, a, I'm, I'm a small, I'm smaller than Tony Paul, you know what I'm saying? From, I, I'm, I'm smaller than Tony Paul anyway, you know, just referring to God and, but as the world looks at it and they see this status, mm-hmm. like, I'm talking about people like T.D. Jakes. Oh, no, Pastor, I get exactly what you're saying. Pastor Michael Todd, like, like, once you once you reach that, because right now, even ain't nothing against my partners, and my partners, my partners, they always been real. We like we never like they never said, man, Aunt, what you doing? Like you ain't going out with us. Now they was like, hey, but you doing your thing, keep doing your thing. So my partners are my partners, right? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when I want to talk about uh, proverbs, Mark, you know. I'm in the Bible. Ooh, 
Ain't too many folks you can call. Ain't too many people I can call. And the people that I can call, they so busy helping other people, I got to get them a break. Yeah. So and- I said that because I know when you said, I, I felt it. I felt you. I, you know, I felt you. So when you said uh, uh, you pouring out these people, but you ain't got nobody. And I just wanted to extend and, and let you know, hey, you got a friend over here. You feel me? Because, hey, we on the same page. I, I, I can hear right. you. know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. I wish I could see me now because there are tears in my eyes. I can't. I don't have enough time to even explain the transition that God has took me through in the last three to four months. But, man, I tell you that he separated me separated me and I started off telling y'all I was just I I am a very I don't know no stranger social butterfly so that was difficult for me um <laughs> very difficult and seriously real tears in my eyes right now like that man but to really just lean on God and, and understand that okay God if this is what it is this is what it is I'm with you no matter what let's do it and that's and I pray it's so crazy because I wrote in my journal in January and when all the stuff started happening with me just kind of being separated into myself I read my journal entry and my journal entry asked God to bring um people in my life that were a hundred percent focused on him like I was to help me as I helped them and we just create a village so Wow. That 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 is powerful to me, but it's just like to get to that point, what did he have to do? Take yeah. away that that wasn't there. So this is what you asking me for, Simone, but are you prepared for what you have to go through to get to that? And oh, yeah. and that's that's something that we have to always remember. Like God hear our prayers. He know he know our um our most heart's desires. E- even um I'd be even more transparent because I know it's going to be somebody on it that need this. Even love life wise, I've been praying for a certain thing, but it was it was someone that I could not let go. And God specifically woke me up in the middle of the night. And I'm talking about it sounded like a speaker was on loud and it said association requires participation. And I was like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Like, no, no, what? No. And it was just like, it was just like, man, look at where your heart is at. Is that place where God is at? It was not. And this, yeah. like, that situation would have took me away from God. And it was yeah. taking me away from God. And God was like, oh, okay, so you're going to choose that over me? Okay, we're going to see how that's going to work out for you. And I wrestled with that. I wrestled. I didn't let it go um, initially then. I wrestled with it. I wrestled with it. Try to come back to God and be like, hmm, can we make a bargain? How can we work this out? <laughs> what can yeah. we do for me to keep this thing that I want so bad? And then I had to realize, um, and God is powerful. A friend of mine, my homeboy, who was just as in tune with God, he called me. And it scared me because he didn't even know what he was talking about. He was like, oh, I, I was praying for all of my friends last night. And you and two of other people, I kept hearing, y'all need to release something. And I said, get off my phone. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. like, 
okay, Lord, you sent a real strong message. And I, I didn't want to hear it. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And so I finally came to the conclusion, and I did. I let it go, haven't, haven't went back, no, no communication, no nothing, because I know that obedience to God is better than sacrifice. And I know I was, I was not being obedient. So to anyone listening, if God is tugging on your heart to let go of anything or anyone, I don't care if it's a habit you don't have for 25 years. I don't care if it's somebody that you've been friends with for 34 years. If, if God is saying it's not making you better, it's hindering our relationship, it's hindering where I need to take you, even though you may not understand, I don't care if you have to cry every night. I don't care if you have to be sad. Whatever you got to do, get through it and let it go. Be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I have learned so much about myself since releasing that situation. And it was it's like God just opened up the floodgates of like saying, hey, guess what? I wanted to show you this about yourself. And it was it's, it's just been a beautiful journey. Um, am I still uh, like healing and going through? Absolutely. Um, but I'm absolutely not going back. So just as much as I'm absolutely still healing, I'm absolutely not going backwards. Not happening. Um, and sometimes we have to realize we have to be that, that powerful in what God is saying. We have to trust God that much that even when it's something that my human flesh wants to stay, no, my spirit says no. So it's a no. Um, and sometimes that's very difficult, but it's a part of the process. For sure. It is I, a part of the process. I agree. I mean, it's not always a, a good part, but <laughs> it's a part of the process. So, as we're about to wrap things up, so one thing I wanted, um, I want my podcast to be very intentional. So, I intentionally pick certain certain people um, because I am a black woman. Um, it doesn't mean that only black people are going to be on the podcast. That's, that's not the case. I love everybody. But I am very intentional. And so when I have men as the co-host, I like to do, um, starting with you, because you'll be the first one, it's called a man minute. So basically, I know there'll be men and women, everybody listening to the podcast. You take one minute um, before we wrap everything up and give the men some type of advice, something that you feel like you wish you knew a long time ago to help somebody on their, to help these men that are going to be listening on their journey, whatever their journey is, give them um, some type of point of reference, some type of advice um, in 60 seconds or less. Go at it. Go at it. For my men out there, uh, I would say um, it's a lot of us who, you know, we came up and, and, you know, I think it was two out of three sitting in the classroom with me. No fathers. Um, no matter if you don't know, you know, of course, latch on to God. That's our true father. He'll teach you how to be that father. Um, but uh, don't leave our children out here um, without a father. They need their fathers. Um, the system is already against us. But we... Do as much as you can to be that uh, father figure in their life and be father figure in other people's lives. But we got to step up and we got to be these kings for our 
smaller kings and queens and and treat our women as queens. Um, we we we're the leaders. We're black. We're we're uh, we're powerful. So y'all, that, that's that's my advice, man. Just be just be the best father you can be, and look for guidance through you know God and um, and y'all y'all gonna be all right for real. Yes, for real. That was some that was some powerful advice because y'all will be all right for real. That's a big thing. Walk, walk your walk, King, because you definitely have a, a a walk to walk. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I know that not only has it when I trust me when I log off of this, I'll be going into prayer and probably crying because it, you have confirmed so many things that. You were the right person to start with. Um, this was a great conversation. It helped me a lot. I know this is going to help um, a lot of other people as well. I just want to say to all the listeners that this is my start to something that I've been sitting on for a while. Will it be perfect? Nope. Will there be things that I'll be learning along the way? Absolutely. Um, but that's a part of the process. I hope that someone searching for their purpose or someone even searching for God that you found both on listening to this episode today. I will see you guys on the next episode again. Thank you so much, Anthony. And y'all have just seen a new friendship evolve that quick. There we go. For sure. <laughs> appreciate, hey, appreciate you for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I love, I love the, uh, the spirit the joy, the happiness that you bring, uh, you're going to change a lot of lives, uh, much prosperity and uh, endeavors to your uh, podcast and, and everything that you do. Uh, you're going to be real successful. Um, you can just tell how, how you, uh, you know, how you do things, how you think, how you operate. So thank you. Oh, it was the pleasure. The pleasure was definitely all mine. Well, we're out of here. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Remember, it's all love and it's all God. All right, peace. Bye.